This is Basket Case Clubs, CPR Group's podcast where we turn basket case clubs into showcase clubs. Hello everyone and welcome back to Basket Case Clubs. This is our second in our series of club planning podcasts that we're doing and joining me as usual is Steve Connolly. How are you doing, Steve? Partner in crime. I'm oh, sorry, great. sorry. You're my partner in Basket Casey goodness and sorry oh, yes. for those for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Michael Connolly and I shall be your host on this journey of Basket Casey goodness. <laughs> oh, I love getting my introductions asked about. Isn't that fun? What, what people can't see is us drinking out of our basket club. <laughs> You did it! Finally! How long's it been? 50-something episodes, and finally your basket clays clubs us again. <laughs> I was reading the clubs. Uh, basket case water bottles, mugs, we got merch. Um, swag, baby. Swag. Young whippersnappers are calling it these days, isn't it? Swag. We got swag in more ways. Swag used to be swagger, as in being a you know kind of cool, hip person that's got some swag. But now swag is the Free stuff shit that... you get from conferences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you? Some of that free shit's great. Anyway, yes. Thank you. Yeah, but you for... think it's great. Like I've got some really cool free conference shit that I thought, oh, this is fantastic. This is going to come in such handy when I, whatever it is. And then I never do that. <laughs> like this is going to come in such handy when I next hike to the top of Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. When am I going to next be hiking? I know how much <laughs> conference shit you have because I've seen your box literally full overflowing of lanyards <laughs> it's that's actually a draw it's yes and it yeah. is overflowing i don't know why we keep keeping them like mm. i i'll often give it back if i need to but you know if it says such and such conference 2022 well next year they, they can't reuse it because next year it's going to be 2023 if you ever go on a cruise Boy, oh boy, you're going to have some lanyards. <laughs> you can go on an Antarctic cruise and wear all the lanyards that you've got warm, for your scarf. Instead of a scarf, yeah. Well, we have cruised once or twice. I'm not a big fan um, because, you know, I, I like eating where I want. And my wife bought those blingy lanyards anyway. So we've got, like oh. you say, literally an overflowing drawer full of lanyards and she bought bling ones for everyone. So That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. So we should probably get down to business. Talk about we? what we should be talking talk about. about yep. what we should be talking about. Planning. So, planning. so in our first seri- first episode of this series, we talked about the importance of setting your why. And so that was having a very clear understanding of who you are as an organization. And that that started with that wonderful question, what sort of club are we? And I love the results that we get and the fact that it makes people go, huh, I never thought of that before. Mm. So we're going to build on that today and talk about the, the next part of the plan from a when you're skimming through the plan perspective it'll be the mission vision and values but in reality steve i don't like attacking the mission and vision and values straight up so as far as doing the work do this whenever whenever is the right time to do it and it's i don't think it's right at the beginning at the beginning of a day because you really can get bogged down Hmm. but speaking of getting bogged down i just want to digress for a bit and talk about you know one of the things that we're going to talk about in a How, how unlike us Yes. digress well hang on there's bogged down as well that's also not unlike <laughs> us um is we're going to talk about goal setting and we we have a previous episode where it says to think big and to, it's okay to set big goals and we're going to add a bit more context around that and say i i love big goals but it's important to have some some steps to say okay there's our goal 
But for some of those goals to feel real and actually achievable, we've got to have steps in place. So you can test those steps that are still taking you in the right direction. So the, the goal might be big, hairy and audacious, but not happen for not be able to happen for 10 years. But we've got to make sure that the steps we take today, today's the 1st of Feb 2023, tomorrow's the 2nd of Feb 2023. We've got to make sure that the steps that we're taking now are leading us in the right direction and, and that there's some visible link. So on that note, I wanted to share with you, well, you know, that I went to the AO with the fam and it, it, it is so much fun. Like it is really cool, especially at the beginning of the tournament when there's all these big names and they're like just the tennis that they, I'm, I'm not a fan of tennis because <laughs> let's call a spade a spade, I'm shit at it. Um, but as far as watching elite athletes at the top of their game, it, it's really freaking cool. Now, notwithstanding that I came And you're home, close with tennis. The good thing is that even, you know, in the back seats in the stadium, you're still oh, yeah. far closer than most yeah. seats in other sporting stadiums. Yeah. And in the right early there. stages, you can be right mm. on top of that, right on top, especially in the outside courts where these guys are, you know, they're, they're double digits players in the universe, well, the mm. known universe. So they're, they're, they're very, very good tennis players. And it's just so... It's it's like watching a, a wonderful artist at work, a, a wonderful sculptor, a wonderful carpenter, a wonderful mechanic that just is so good at their trade. They're just wizards at what they do. Mm. Um, so I wanted to kind of give a, a bit of a, is that a flex or a brag about that while you were busy working, I was sitting drinking beer in a stadium. Watching <laughs> yeah, it didn't come to mind until you've said that. Yeah, so nan, 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 nan to you. Uh, um, yeah, you did pick up a little bug when you were down I there, did though, pick up a little bu- little bug that knocked me on my ass for a week and a half the bug that I I was thought I was just covid immune like I thought they gave me the proper injection they gave everyone else the shit but <laughs> no it turns out that I I came down with it boy did I come down hard please don't tell my wife anymore she just laughs at me when I explain how bad the symptoms were she's you never gave birth all right darling that is yeah, good touche. so it's, it's something like that is a massive event it hasn't always been at melbourne park obviously it was at kuyong we've even had it here in brisbane at milton so i don't even think it was one year so so it has been an iterative tournament and an iterative event but nothing like one of the four majors in the world here roland garros flushing meadows and wimbledon um i'm right it's flushing meadows isn't it us open Good. It's all over Good. my head. I, I recognise Wimbledon. Yep, got that yep. one. <laughs> yep, and Roland Garros is the clay courts in Paris. Um, but none of them started as massive events. They all started by people setting some big goals and saying, mm. well, maybe we could do that one. So so it's important to, to have that long runway in, in mind for some of those sorts of things. But I, again, now getting off topic by getting off topic. One afternoon, so this is between the, when the qualifying had, had finished and before the main tournament had started, so we were doing touristy things, and it was a really hot day, and so um, everyone else just wanted to pull out and sit in air conditioning and watch the Adelaide tournament was still on, so watch some tennis on TV. And I said, well, I'm not finished to, I'm not finished with my day, you know, it's Melbourne, it's almost nine o'clock at night, and the sun's still up, so I'm going to go and enjoy this like the little kid I was when I lived in Melbourne. And I went wandering and came across a street called church street now the church on this street was gothic it was it was stunning it was an absolutely beautiful church saint i could go and look at my photos um, and i haven't told you this story because it's kind of funny and it like regardless of when it was built it would have been expensive to build a lot of time and effort went into the designing and then the so some of the people who built that church who, who some of the 
some of the stonemasons who started work on that church would have been dead before it was finished. That's right. the size and mm. and complexity and and architectural beauty of this church. And it's a place of worship. Now, what was funny about, you know, how many roads in the world are called Station Road because that's where the, the train station is or Hall Street because that's where the mm. hall is. So that's why it was called Church Street. But sometimes, sorry, most times when you have a Station Road, there's one station on it. Most times when you have a Hall Street, there's one hall on it. Seriously, I stood on the intersection looking at this beautiful church, spun around 180 degrees, and there's another church there. So so is that I Church did... Street West? <laughs> <laughs> And it, I could, I look, I couldn't help but get cynical. So uh, I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Now they were both the same denomination. denomination. That's what, that was going to be my next question. Have we got warring factions on the opposite within, sides of an intersection? And so the the first one, Saint oh, Saint Somethings in Collingwood. Um, I think it's John's Patrick Paul, one of those um, <laughs> important one of those saints, yeah. um, Catholic. But then over the road was another Catholic church, but it was kind of a sub-denomination of Catholic, and I think it might have been—I think it might have been Croatian. So that's the, for the Catholics, but this is for the Croatian Catholics, and I just—I'm on my own. Lucky I'm on my own because I'm standing out the front of churches, laughing at churches, and there being two churches. Like I, I'm not that good a spitter, Steve, but I could probably spit from one church to the other church, <laughs> maybe a watermelon seed, like. Come on, what's going on? And anyway, look, I couldn't help but say to myself, "Ah, so you know that episode that we did about amalgamations and people, yep, and how we talk when we talk about the reluctance to amalgamate clubs when it's obviously the right thing to do because people are protecting their patch or protecting their little um thing on the wall, their trophy cabinet or their honor board that's on the wall, protecting that. Uh, but also, it might be the right thing to do to have. And in Melbourne, we have a lot of football and netball clubs. So it's the one club. Mm -hmm. But in in the old days, it was when we had very a, a, a gender divide. So yes. the brothers played football, the girls played netball. Now, yep. thankfully, we've got both. We, we've got crossovers going both ways, which is great. Mm. But it 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 still means that those are still good clubs, and now they've just doubled their market in both of in both of these yes. product yeah. offerings. So fantastic. But. That, like that's a good idea, but why do we have in the one shared facility? Why do we have a football club that's separate from the AFL club, that's separate separate from the cricket club, that's separate from the rugby club, that's separate from the croquet club? Okay, we all have a common a common offering here. It's sport. We we have different subsets of those sports, but why do we have five sets of audit accounts, audited accounts? Why do we have five sets of treasurers managing those accounts and the budgeting? Why do we have five sets of leases sometimes with the councils? So, and look, it it or complicated leasing. Exactly what came to mind. I knew you were going down the path of analogy, as you mentioned the second church there. Yeah, and the similarities between that situation and a lot of organisations and facilities with which we work and at which we work, and uh, um, it's it's a pretty prominent facility. So I'm not even going to mention the sport, but it, it's a facility in southeast Queensland that was used for the Commonwealth Games, and we have really two tenants at this facility, one of which is uh, a facility management entity, and then there's a club. There's been a long history of the previous sport management entity and this club having shared use of this facility. And then the facility was turned into something spectacular for the Commonwealth Games. And some of that legacy of silly co-use arrangements has carried on. And now, you know, five years after the Commonwealth Games, 
we're, we're getting involved to try and sort some of that stuff out. And it happens so often because of that parochialism that you mentioned. And there's two bars at this facility and, you know, the, there's very little interaction of the club that runs its bar having members go and drink at the other bar because that's not our bar. (laughs) Even having two different liquor licenses on the same site is really, when you break it down, it's absurd. And when we ask the questions as we are through this process, if you had your time again, would you set it up like this? A lot of people are saying, "Uh -uh, of course we bloody wouldn't. Efficient. So until you said five years ago, Steve, I was going to say, and nobody knows whether he's talking about the 2018 <laughs> Com Games or the 1982 <laughs> Com Games. We'll leave that to your imagination. But no, you bollocks it. Um, so yeah, look. So it was just fascinating for me to go, and it was kind of a. I like getting slapped in the face, Steve, because um, a lot. Although I like to pretend I'm not, there is an element of ego in my work, and so I like to be right all the time, or at least think I'm. <laughs> No, I do think I'm right all the time. But then I come home and remember that I'm married and told in no uncertain terms, and I'm I'm not right. You you might have thought you are. So I love moments like that where I go, oh, actually, there's another way to think about this. So mm. yeah, we we hang shit on sport doing th- those things inefficiently, and I I stand by still thinking that we should be looking for efficiencies. We should be looking for a, a right or better way to do things where it where it makes sense, but. There's a long history of us. Yep. Oh, I just figured it out, Steve. It's because we're people. <laughs> oh, we're so, creatures of emotion, not creatures of logic. Anyway, that's why. So, little digression, uh, and it, it it does link into the discussion about planning because when you're looking at some of those big picture things and being mm. very connected with who you are, you don't have to go this alone. You, you, you might be able to literally reach over the other side of the road or just over the other side of the, that little gap between our fields. And yeah, they might be different shaped or marked in different ways, but there are opportunities for better understanding that we are a network and that we're not, even though we've got maybe two codes of football at the one facility, so AFL, excuse me, AFL and football, for instance, we're not necessarily in competition because especially in the young juniors, Kids like playing all sports, give and and in the same years they're going to have yeah. a crack at playing lots of sports. Uh, the so. other thing that is a um, an interesting takeaway from this discussion that we've just had is when you are doing your planning in your organisation, throw everything against the wall. Don't just yeah. Don't tell ta- yourselves and you raise sacred cows. That's right. You you raise the roadblock thinking phrases that we often hear through planning and training projects with our clients. And, you know, one of them is we do it like this because that's how we've always done it. Yep. Don't allow yourselves to overlook any opportunity for doing things differently and better through the planning process. The planning process is a great excuse to challenge the shit that you've been doing for a long time. Yep. And you might decide that you're going to carry on doing that particular thing exactly the same way, but you've made a strategic made, And we know why. That's yeah. right. And we can then defend it to new people. Who yep. are, and you know, and it's, everyone should ask that. You know, based on the information that you've got right now, that it's the best way to be doing that particular thing yeah. for your yeah. organization. But don't yeah. just, yeah, let it sit yeah. in there, like you say, as a sacred cow. Good. Yeah. But before you go and spend what would be in today's dollars, millions and millions of dollars rebuilding something that already exists over the road. So, mission, vision, and values. There is, a, we're going to rush through this. And the reason that we're going to rush through this, Steve, is because. Too much time has been wasted on mission, vision, and values. So yep. let me tell you what I think, and then you can disagree with me or agree with me. I think that the mission is, but it's pretty much putting into a statement 
what we discussed in our last episode, why we exist, what sort of a club are we? It's it, yep. it's kind of our beliefs. It's, yeah, what sort of club are we? Why do we exist? Yeah, yeah. And and we love that, as we explained but last episode, we love that process being guided by, you know, asking people within the organisation, asking themselves why they got involved and why they stuck around and why they put their hand up to volunteer and become board members and so on. Because yep. there's a very good reason, there's a very good chance that that, those reasons are shared with other people in the organization and are shared with people who are not yet part of the organization that you can attract because yep. we're creatures of emotion and we make decisions yep. Yep. emotionally. So the reason that I don't want to dwell on this too much is because the dwelling that happens on mission statements often has two effects. Firstly, it dilutes the original mission statement. So when you come up with something that might be a little, even a little risque, just go with it. it, it it's okay. And get it so that you're not, you know, cursing, but don't don't squeeze the life out of it by trying to make it all things to all people. You know who you are. You've been through the exercise that we talked about last time. Then let's get a statement that captures that and captures the fun and essence of what it means. Yep. And the second part to it is that if you spend too much time on it, the reason that you suck the life out of it is because all you're doing is spending time wordsmithing it. So too many times, now this is literally going back 20 or more years, sitting in a room, just literally falling off my chair from from just absurd tiredness, going, what the hell? People arguing sometimes with themselves to say, look, no, Michael, I think that we're probably better off having it say to foster and enhance rather than enhance and foster. Because uh, look, I just think that, that that fostering has that primacy about it. And so if we're, if we're fostering and enhancing, we're really connecting with the, and I don't know what they said after that. It could have been feng shui it could have been chi god knows yeah. but whether it's foster and enhance or enhancing and just move on yep and, and that doesn't mean? matter yeah. that yes exactly what do you mean yeah yeah so that's the belief statement and look i don't want to get into giving examples maybe we'll come back one day and do an example of what we you know, go and do some research and, and come up with a list of 10 good mission statements each. We might struggle to do that but we probably wouldn't struggle to come up with 10 basket casey <laughs> Bloody mission statements each. Right. Quick, so Google, from, quick Google search will help. Quick Google, yes, yes. Shit mission statements. Okay. Let's then get into vision. Vision is probably a bit simpler because there's a there's a bit of creativity and a, a lot of heart and soul in the mission statement because it is it, it should be who you are and and capture in a nice statement. It doesn't need to be too short. And if somebody says it needs to be one sentence, just you know what, do what you like. It, so long as it is you and it explains who you are, a mission statement can grow. And indeed, Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits went into a lot of detail about mission statements and having a personal mission statement and a family mission statement and a mission statement for the business, but then a mission statement for our subgroup within that business and then a mission statement for our team. So so you can, but, but all the way, it should be simple and it should be the sort of thing that people can actually buy into emotionally not logically. So it's not a logical one. The vision statement, on the other hand, can be, because I like to think of a vision statement as what this club is going to look like in the future. That's what's called a vision. Look, because we're going to be able to see it look like that. So one of the best ways that, uh, one of the best questions that I ask in trying to come up with something that is a vision statement is, this connects vision to mission a little bit, what do you want it to look like and to feel like to be part of this club in say five or 10 years time. So it connects the emotion in there as well, but it's literally that the vision is what it looks like. 
and that does get people thinking in my experience the feelings you know because they're the sorts of words that are more likely as soon as they come to people's minds emotive and engaging emotionally so how does it feel you know it's warm it's it's happy it's friendly it's welcoming and and you can operationalize that then yes if if it's warm and welcoming and friendly i know what that looks i know what that feels like and then i know what it looks like and then i can operationalize it so that when then I go and talk to people. So how was it when you first joined it? Oh, I, I wasn't really welcome. I didn't know where to go. And a few people just walked straight past me and they could see that I didn't know where I was going, but they didn't make me feel welcome. And it was only the third time when I met such and such a person who's hopefully in a role like volunteer coordinator mm. who cottoned onto the fact that I was uncomfortable and said, you look like you don't know what's going on. Have you, w- w- can I take you and show you around? Oh, th- yes, please. And and to have a smile on their face. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah that, that's what I like about that. And then we get into values. So values. What everyone else can't see is your smirk as you say that. <laughs> you can't hear a smirk. Well, I got another digression coming for you, Steve. What, uh, what happens when we get to values is this is where our inner management consultant wanker comes out. <laughs> I would like to read to you, Steve, a values statement set from a company. And I want you to pick this company. So this is a legitimate, legitimate set of values values from a company. Okay. Now, can uh, we have a hint? Is it a no? I I will give you one hundred percent correct if you can even tell me what this company does. Okay. Four points. Creating a culture of warmth and belonging where everyone is welcome. Acting with courage, challenging the status quo, and finding new ways to grow our company and each other. Being present. Connecting with transparency, dignity, and respect. Delivering our very best in all we do. Holding ourselves accountable for results. Are we talking pharmaceutical? (laughs) 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 Coca-Cola, McDonald's. McDonald's, you're getting into almost the... Taco Bell, Subway. I'll give you... All right. So, no, you're getting zero marks, but I'll start to give you hints. Coffee. Club. Nope. Think bigger. Starbucks. Starbucks. Okay. What the hell in there says anything about coffee? It doesn't... Now, I don't know when the last time you had a Starbucks coffee was, Steve, but it's, you know... Woefully underwhelming. Cafe Blend 43 (laughs) slash Starbucks, (laughs) you know, they're at the same realm for me. And I'm not a coffee snob. Mm. What in there says coffee? What in there says... Anything about, well, what's his name? The, the guy went to run the company and then they had to lay a whole heap of people off. He, look, he did a really good job. Mm. He's, he's, he's done a great job from a marketing perspective and an understanding what, what their company, what business they're really, he did a fantastic job. Where's that? A, yeah. Seriously, come lost. on. But just quickly, the point that you made before you read them, those values, I'll give you points for guessing what this company even does. Should values give us an indication of what type of organization it is or why they exist, what they do, or is that taken care of by the why statement or mission and our vision? And is it okay for values to, If hold on, just firstly to share my thoughts. If that's your value set, you're probably better off not having any because that doesn't, quite (laughs) separate from not telling us that they do coffee, that doesn't tell us anything about that organization and what yeah. it's really like to work. I mean, yeah. 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 Very well. Yeah. yeah. And, and not particularly helpful. And maybe I am being a bit 
harsh, but I got another one. Uh, <laughs> we strive to minimize our negative impact on the environment. All right. Hopefully you're taking that as a hint of what this company does. We strive to show a deep respect for human beings inside and outside our company and for the communities in which they live. We seek to support non-violent ways to achieve peace and justice. We believe government resources are more productively used in meeting human needs than in building and maintaining weapon systems. We Hopefully you're getting lots of hints here, Steve. We strive to create economic opportunities for those who have been denied them and to advance new models of economic justice that are sustainable and replicable. And finally, we support sustainable and safe methods of food production that reduce environmental degradation, maintain the productivity of the land over time, and support the economic viability of family farms and rural communities. Well, until then, I was thinking it might have been the extractive UN. resources. Well, no, <laughs> no mining, <laughs> but uh, it's obviously some agricultural. Obviously, obviously, be Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> My turn to tell the visual story. What our listeners can't see is Steve bent over his desk, literally with liquid coming out both eyes, nose, and mouth. <laughs> Agriculture. So, uh, so I reckon, in answer to your question, Steve, there should be some connection that says there's a direct connection with the fact that we're talking about sport here, mm. and that we're not. We're not t- t- weapon systems. Seriously, my God, that is just. Have you had their choc chip cookie dough ice cream? Yes. Okay. So did I think? Did I think about weapon systems and government investment therein? No. Uh, my, <laughs> no, my sugar receptors were firing every single mouthful, and when you do it with a spoon, and you can actually dig out yeah. the chunks of cookie dough, and they for some but reason, but it's so salty it too. It's the sugar's one thing, but the <sighs> salt you finish of, I mean, a, a spoonful, and all of a sudden you need to drink a liter of water. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Oh. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. So let's take it to now a defunct um, value set, which was Ride. And that was from BMX Queensland. And we had a great interview with Janita. So look, while I think that Ride, it was respect, integrity, something, and something else. It was an acronym. Um, What's funny is that I remembered the first two as well and can't remember and It wasn't diversity and equity. So, so already it would be a bit late, you know, a, a bit, yeah. well, what are we dealing with here? Mm. Anyway, so I, I also think that if we have to put integrity and honesty down as our values, how the hell have we been operating until we wrote this shit down? Like seriously, mm. guys, don't write transparency. Don't write accountability. Don't write respect. Because when you do, all you're doing is just saying words that every other company has tried and that there's no life in those and that but, but besides they are not values they mm. are principles so everyone should act with those principles yeah. it's like your duty of care you know you don't walk down the street remember that episode of the simpsons where bart's doing this with his arms yes well, lisa's doing this with his arms and lee well i'm just gonna swing my arms like this well i'm gonna do this with my legs and if you get in the way and i kick you it's your fault like seriously, that Lisa, stop getting in the way of your brother's peas. <laughs> Two wrongs make a right, Lisa. Well, are we going to have to pay royalties if I make a Homer Simpson voice? <laughs> hey, did you know that the character just because this is completely on topic, talking about sports club strategic plans? Did you know that the character of Mona Simpson was named after Steve Jobs' sister, whose name is Mona Simpson? And no. because her husband, I only learned this the other day, her husband was a lawyer 
like <laughs> practicing corporate law and then went in as a, went into a completely different gear of career and became a comedy writer for TV shows and was working on The Simpsons and because that, that was his wife. So named Mona. Homer's mum, Mona. <laughs> How cool <Wow>. is that? <laughs> Sorry, off topic. So respect is not a is not a value. It's a it's a principle by which everyone should, everyone of good character should live by those principles anyway. So if you want to put those things down, fine. But I've got an idea for you. Let's take a word respect. Let's now explain what that means. So if we are going to have respect as a value, give me a statement of what that means because this adds value. So I just scribbled some of these down before we started, Steve. We treat all players, coaches, officials, and opponents with dignity and fairness. That's what respect means. I could add to that administrator, you know, now that I think about it, I could add more to that. It, it says what it means. Mm. Um, another one is teamwork is what I was just scribbling down because, and it's because I've seen. Because this. you don't like to try and spell camaraderie. <laughs> C-A-M-E-R-A. <D-R-E>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> teamwork. So we work together as a team, putting the success of the group above individual achievements. That's what that means. Let's mm. give it some context. If we want uh, inclusiveness, we welcome players of all backgrounds, abilities, and beliefs and promote a positive and supportive environment. You know, I could probably wordsmith that up a little better. So, you know, and, and, I, and I literally just took some that I Googled to find some sports clubs. And you've got to be careful. Added what it means to us. How do we live it? Yeah, and you need to be careful in listing uh, examples. So, you know, what did you say? People of all backgrounds, beliefs, and abilities or something. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that I suggest organisations be careful in listing examples like that is that they can become exclusive. You know, you yeah, might yeah, don't leave go. something out. Yep. Agendas, um, you know, <laughs> marital status, whatever. Um, yeah. But, so, you, but you've got to be careful not to be too general because yep. a lot of those things that you've read off earlier, other than, you know, investment in weapon systems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one, honesty. Uh, yeah, okay, you should not tell lies. You should act in good faith in all of your dealings. But let's put some framework around it. We uphold the highest standards of honesty and integrity in all of our dealings. We deal in good faith with all of our stakeholders and then with the stakeholders out. You know, And this is just literally me scribbling ideas down but there's so there's so much more in that and the final one i scribbled down was communication because communication is often cited as the biggest problem within clubs Mm -hmm. but i don't genuinely believe that i believe that it's there's always an underlying reason why people aren't communicating aren't asking or aren't listening we value open and effective communication among all members of the club including and then we can rattle them off we could even then put some parameters around that to say what what our members expectations should be so you should expect to be informed about and on mm. this sort of frequency and and you can then live those and you can be held to account on those as well because it's all well and good to say we uphold the highest standards of communication but then if you're interpreting that different to differently to how i am then again you're better off not having written it down because it just becomes an argument point where both sides dig their heels in rather than where we can come to agreement on what our expectations are and whether or not we've been living up to those expectations great yeah, I, I, what I'm taking away from everything that you said is, you know, we have a bit of an adage uh, here on this podcast of basket case clubs. You see, I got it right that time. Yes, yes. Uh, don't be a dick. <laughs> what I'm hearing is when you're pulling together on a stubby cooler somewhere. Yeah, when you're pulling together your values, more swag. When you're pulling yeah. together your values, don't write wank. 
Yes. Don't, don't, management speaky don't, wank words. Yeah, don't write words that don't mean anything. Be yeah. clear. And and I think that that point that you made right at the end that you can be held to account. Mm. How are you going to hold Ben and Jerry's to account when it comes to <laughs> Not, government investment in weapon systems? Yeah. They, they can't be held to account on that yeah. front. So yeah. I, I like that way. Of it was only it. the last one that talks about sustainable and safe methods of food production, which really was a... a a curveball because I'm here thinking, oh yeah, this could be mining. The UN. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 uh, some some worldwide charity organisation um, that reduce environmental degradation, maintain the productivity of the land over time, and support the economic viability of family farms and rural communities. Like I actually really like that one, but I needed a bit of context before getting there. And I would like to have seen in that. What are there five in that one? I would like to have seen ice cream somewhere <laughs> in there. You know, delivering the highest quality of. Seriously, I've tried other cookie dough ice cream, and it was cut it. It was yep. like having a beautiful barista-made coffee versus international roast caterers blend that is stale. Like it was just nothing compared to Ben and Jerry's. So, if why not live a bit of that? And we've got that. We captured that in our mission, our why we exist. We've captured that in our vision about how we want to grow and we want to innovate and we want to. Um, all sustainable practices, blah, 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 in our, in our vision statement. But then why not also live that in our value statement? So, yeah, it's the examples that I gave from my scribble before about things like communication and, and honesty and respect, that makes sense at a club level. But you don't have to limit it to that either. You can have some vibrancy. And it's, it's because you're talking about how you're going to live this stuff that, sure, come up with what you think are the most important things that your members should expect of you from your, your behaviour as a club. And then develop your, how we're going to live that statements from there. Mm. Gee, that was fun. I <laughs> should have done this over Ben and Jerry's ice cream. You know, I'm thinking the same thing. The IGA that is quite close to me does have a fridge full of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And conveniently, they have the really little tubs, which means you have to stop. When you That's about them. all you can handle. The yes. half liter ones, you will get to the bottom of one of those if you're not careful. And then mm. you go, uh, and I know by reading the label exactly how far I need to run to burn those calories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Run, forest. <laughs> Oh, Steve, as always, it has been a pleasure talking Basket Casey goodness with you. And thank you, obviously, to Jess for being our wonderful producer and editor. If you're not already following us on social media, make sure you do so, where we post interesting information there. Follow us on our website. If you're not already, if you haven't already done so, make sure you sign up for our newsletter by just going to our homepage, cbrgroup.com.au, and scrolling to the bottom and being invited to do so and then accepting that. And there's usually, sorry, there's always good. It's always fantastic. There's never any crap that we send out because we know that what what people in clubs are looking for. Until next time, Steve, we where we will be continuing our journey down the benefit of strategic planning for sports clubs. I look forward to talking to you then. Likewise, thanks for having me along and letting me get right off the beaten track with you today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and some of our listeners might at this point be saying, you know, the path less travelled is sometimes less travelled for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's fun. Uh, they, they tuned out before this point <laughs> of the podcast episode. Uh, good. All right. See you next time. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Dave. See ya.